Welcome to the second listen. Verse chorus, verse chorus solo, and let's go. Alright, uh, welcome back to episode 7 of The Second Listen. Uh, this is the show where we uh, each take turn picking albums and kind of do a grand overview, song by song, dive into them, dissect them, say what we like and dislike about them. Uh, this week we have a pick from Colin. Uh, what do you got for us? Why'd you pick it? Tell us a little bit about them. I have brought Winter Sleep, Welcome to the Night Sky, which is their third album that came out in 2007. Um, I don't actually know why I even checked out this album in the first place because, uh, as we'll get into, I kind of really don't like both the singles off it and they were like heavily played on the radio, but I'm really glad I did because I think every other song on this CD is, is really, really good. Um, Winter Sleep themselves are kind of made up of the members of two bands that were also in the area at the time, which is in, uh, Nova Scotia. I think it's small town, Nova Scotia. Um, Paul Murphy, who's the, the singer second and Nova Scotia band, hey? just loving the Nova Scotia band. Paul Murphy's the singer and, and lyricist and, uh, him and guitarist Tim Dion were in a band called Carrie. And, uh, this, this was like a really intense band. They, they have crazy time signatures going on and like very aggressive vocals. Um, quite surprising that, uh, a sound like Carrie eventually becomes a sound like uh, what we're going to be going over today because it's it's much much different um the other band that's involved here is a band called contrived which had again guitarist tim dion and lowell campbell on drums who will start drumming in winter sleep so winter sleep is made up of of paul on vocals and guitar tim on guitar lowell on drums and um up until this album is a guy called judd haynes on bass um I, I would recommend checking out Contrive's album Blank Blank Blank. I think that one's pretty good. Uh, Carrie, if you want to just listen to like crazy weird riffs and um, aggressive vocals, then check them out. But uh, otherwise, I think you can stick with Winter Sleep. Uh, I mentioned it was their third album. The, the first two are, are quite a lot more raw. The first one's very, very raw and, and mostly acoustic. Um, and the second album is is um, getting closer to this kind of sound, but um, definitely definitely a different production style, and again more raw. Uh, I would I would recommend on that album to check out Faithful Guide for, for a more softer song, and Dance Macabre for a, a heavier, just absolute banger of a song. Um, so that's that's a bit about them, and that's kind of my familiarity with them. Uh, what about you guys? Uh, I knew this album and, and have listened to this album a whole bunch and the other album i've listened to by them is their second album untitled or yeah or yeah but it's got like this weird album cover with like a cross section of a body kind of thing it's it's very strange yeah but uh i i really like that album too and I'm not sure which is my favorite of, out of this one and that one, but those are kind of the only albums I'm familiar with. I, I know a few other singles and some other deep cuts just from, I knew you listened to them a lot and you've recommended a few songs here and there along the way. So I am pretty familiar with Winter Sleep and I've seen them live once before. So uh, yeah, I was stoked to get to dive into this album. And just uh, Trevor, before you say your history, I guess I should add like they're they're on album six or seven by now. Um, they do kind of lose me along the way. Um, I I find that it's um, a lot more radio friendly sound and and to me just less ambitious and and just less good, frankly. But um, but uh, here I think they they really hit a high point. So Trevor, you are a little bit familiar with this. Yeah, um, I am somewhat familiar with Winter Sleep. Um, I've listened to this album specifically uh, here and there. There is another Winter Sleep album I've listened to a few songs off of, but I can't recall what it what it was. It was definitely quite a while ago. But um, some fun facts about uh, this album. So the drummer actually, he's uh, I think probably anyone who's heard this would agree that like he's a pretty talented drummer, and he's been on recorded. Uh, he's basically done a studio sessions on a few other notable bands like uh, Holy Fuck and Hayden. And uh, this album was, I don't know, it sort of, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Explosions in the Sky. They're kind of like a post-rock yeah. band, but there's a lot of, I mean, Winter Sleep definitely is more in the pop 
rock or rock, whatever you want to call it, realm than Explosions in the Sky, which is a bit more like almost avant-garde, you could say. But uh, there's definitely some songs definitely remind me of uh, Explosions in the Sky, and there's a little bit of that kind of post-rock vibe going on. We'll can talk about that more as we get into it. But uh, yeah, it was produced and mixed and engineered by Tony Dugan, who's a Scottish guy. And um, it was actually recorded... So Tony Dugan has a studio in Scotland, Castle of Doom Studios, but it was actually recorded in Canada at, what is it called? Uh, Excuse me. Stone Temple Recording Studio. And one little more fun fact that's kind of cool being in Victoria, but this album was uh, very probably mixed on uh, a euphonic CS2000 board, which is the same that we have at the Fat Dad Studios here in town. So uh, shout out to Fat Dad and uh, the Bodman family that are running that. Actually, yeah, let's not, get it. They're not at the moment. Oh, doing <laughs> it, needs the, a, <laughs> it needs a repair. That's, well, that's true. That The board is down currently. Not currently running. Just to follow up on one of your facts, how do you not record at the Castle of Doom if you have the opportunity? <laughs> like That sounds like the coolest place. All I can imagine is that Winter Sleep was like, no, we don't want to fly all the way to Scotland to, I guess, they, maybe they wanted to work so, with Tony Dugan. And, yeah, so but, all, all, all I know, like, I, I looked up Tony Dugan and um, his his main credit other than this seems to be Mog, working with Mogwai, who is not a band I've checked out. Have either of you? No. A little bit. Um, They're pretty intense. Okay. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, but they're like, uh, well, that surprises me because this is, um, although it has moments of intensity, it's very like, oh, textural is very, and, and like you mentioned, very different though. I'm pretty sure too. Like mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I could be completely, I'm actually not going to say anything more because I could be completely, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> completely talking out yeah. my ass right okay, now. We, we can move on though. But, uh, uh, I, I think this album is, is incredibly well produced and especially uh, maybe, because the first two albums just have such a different production style and this is just such a jump up and and just the fact that i haven't connected with their albums subsequent to this as much makes me really appreciate tony dugan's work here uh but we can get into it right away if if you guys would like um yeah let's go to song one uh drunk on aluminum what are you uh, what are your thoughts for us colin i can't uh imagine a better song to introduce an album like it's it's um like the album's called Welcome to the Night Sky and and right away we got these ambient sounds all over both ears that are just like this whole album to me feels like I'm in space and like when you can tie together a theme into an album that that well I, I just really appreciate stuff like that um it's just such a cool song it's it's a weird structure where it doesn't really have a chorus and each instrument is just coming in slowly we get the single bass notes we get this like Lowell Campbell is is one of the sickest drummers and he's he's really on point on this song he's just an absolute master of the snare and hi-hat I think I, I haven't heard many better than him and yeah a really cool song the outro is kind of jarring and um I'm interested on what you guys think of this yeah, like the drummer, super talented. Uh, I was not surprised at all to hear that he had sat in on a few other sessions. And uh, yeah, I just to reiterate what you just stated, his hi-hat work is it's on point throughout the entire album. And the hi-hat sounds really good too. Like it's not, uh, yeah, it's just like the album's also really well mixed. And yeah. There's... um. Like they they have these really like heavy. I don't I don't want to say I've I've said drop a few times as in like the dubstep drop kind of thing. But like this album has some drops where it's just like a single chord will hit and it's just so powerful because like everything will build up to it or they'll slowly drop everything out and then build everything up to it. And totally. um, I, honestly, it's it's um, there might be like a couple too many of them I found when I was taking notes like, oh, well, it's another like drop into like a jammy section here. Yeah. Uh, I, I It doesn't get old for me, but I could definitely see it wearing on some people. But I think this album's a really good example. And like in this build up part right before the kind of weird cutout for the outro, there's like there's just this constant picking in the right ear of a distorted guitar and it just doesn't stop and it's just and it just like drives the song so well uh yeah i really like it 
Um, I, I like the, the vocals as well, actually. Um, the lyrics throughout this album are really pretty weird. Uh, he, he's very in tune with the natural world, it seems like, and yeah, and specific time. specifically the song titled "Drunk on Aluminum." Like, I don't I don't really know what it means. I did look up what happens if you get overexposure to aluminum, and it's uh, you can it can lead to like some neurological problems. I don't know if that's relevant in any way, but <laughs> I did look that up. But uh, Miles, we haven't even got your thoughts yet. I don't think. No, yeah, uh, I was just gonna echo pretty much what you guys said. His hi hat work is and snare work is ridiculous. Um, he does cool little nuanced drum fills and stuff. Like there's one at 152, he does 152. He does this quick roll and then ends on like the middle part of his ride, just making this high pitched ding. And it's it's just cool little things like that that uh, they do really well. And um, I, th- I think a common thing with this band is they do just like to break out into these big heavy jams i'm a big fan of it uh and 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 i'm down with it like like the pretty much the chorus of that song is just like a heavy instrumental yeah yeah and and it's super cool it's the it's like they're definitely jams but they're not like solos they're just like people playing their instruments but but just through the way that they've they're building up the instruments like they have this power to them even though like there's there's nothing crazy. No one's being well. Lowell's kind of Lowell's kind of killing it. But for the most part, it's it's done with um with like tone and yeah, exactly. Um and and actually, our last episode was was the national um boxer and and I actually found quite a few similarities in the way that they really like to build up these songs. Totally, and, I agree a hundred percent. They both I thought they both had uh, a similar. Th- kind of songwriting structure um yeah i also found this to be like a kind of a cool jammy tune which is i think why um it's a good opener too like i think seeing this live like this would be a you know like you just like they come out play this like they just you just start getting amped up you're just like yeah i I, I saw uh, yeah i looked up well i've seen them live i can't remember i was pretty sauced at the show so i don't really remember if they played this song or not but i i did watch on youtube i saw a live performance and this was like one of the songs they played and they're just like jamming so hard and and it's, it's a little bit more sloppy than like what's on the album but i think that's kind of the cool thing about them is like I don't want to go see like them hit every single note. I want to see them like well, and, just going hard and having fun. And Lowell Campbell is like he's uh, he might be guilty of overplaying at times, and he he is also like pretty loose, but like he holds it together like just well enough where you're like you're like kind of worried he's gonna fall out at some points, but he like yeah. just keeps it together. Uh, I've I've seen them live. I think it was probably the same show as Miles. Um, from what I remember, they. Uh, it was, I think their fifth album had just come out and, and I believe they only played Weighty Ghost and Oblivion off this album. Yeah, they played a lot of their singles just because it was also at a festival too. Yeah. More bound to play more singles. Uh, archaeologists. Um, so it's a really, like, I think it's a really cool riff. Uh, and and once again, we got like this really cool post-second chorus jammy part which ends in like one of the most epic drum fills that I've heard. Certainly, I think the the, the best drum fill of this podcast to date is coming out of the uh, bridge of this song. Uh, I, at, at 227? Like, <laughs> it, it is probably at 227. Um, what? Like, it, his lyrics, like, why are you singing about like a boy being found in the belly of a whale. It's just so weird. such a weird thing to like, y- so to like center your chorus around. And like that takes away from the song a little bit for me that the chorus is in the belly of a whale. It's just so weird. It is weird. And I'm curious, do you know, if is that like an actual, like did, was there like an archeology span discovery where there was like the skeleton of a boy in the belly <laughs> I, of a I, whale? I, I don't know. <laughs> like I would, I, I hope that's true, but I didn't, uh, I actually didn't grab that much of the lyrics. I just got like, I was just, yeah, I hear the belly of the whale, yeah. belly of the, and it's I'm just, just like, what, weird, you, what like, is he talking about? It could about? be like an anthemic chorus, but like, 
you're not I mean, gonna I get a group it, of people together just like let's I think sing it this still chorus is. You know? like i would get down with the, with that chorus at a live show for sure also the, so the, the line is the archaeologists found some winged boys remains so i doubt it's true i'm not familiar with any winged boys being discovered but it's the x-men <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah um there's just like at any point in pretty much this album, but but definitely this song, if you just like listen at uh, one of the parts where it's these huge buildups, there's like eight or nine different parts going on at once. Like uh, you've mentioned before, like going for the um, and and I might have misinterpreted you, Trevor, but you mentioned before about going for like a fictional space, and I don't know if this is what you mean by that, where like this is this would never be recreated live, just because like how would you ever do this? Like there's just so many layers and um I do it's, it's interesting you bring that up cuz I I do kind of I think they do a really good job of me getting like I, personally when I listen to it I got to like I could imagine them playing this live. Oh you really? Know? Okay. Yeah, like and I mean they I would I do think the mixing and like the way the effects are used in, on this album is like they're all very like the delay and reverb on the vocals is really cool. There's points yeah. like in this song specifically, like there's the part where it cuts out and then you just have the ping pong guitar going between yeah, the two. Yeah, that's really cool. And like part of me, like when I heard that, I was like, okay, first of all, why is this, why has nobody else done this before? Like, why haven't I done this? Yeah. And like, there's like right after that, I think it goes into like a guitar solo or something. It's where just it right has... back into another jam where like everyone's back in there. Yeah, again. yeah. and there's like a there's a phasing on the guitar which just like gives it this yeah. cool spacey sound and like it's all very tasteful. And uh, yeah, like the I really like the vocalist in this band. Um, I didn't realize until I heard this album was listening to it as much as I have been recently that I liked the vocalist as much as I did, but. Uh, yeah, his vocals are really on point and like very, they're emotive and the way they're treated are really well. And yeah, I mean, this is a great song. There's a lot of. I I do find that um in their discography, this is by far the best the vocals sound. Oh, in, really? In my opinion, yeah. Interesting. And that, and again, I think that's probably speaks to Tony Dugan a, a little bit as well. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised because uh, I also looked into him. I was surprised that I didn't know more of the bands that uh, he's worked with. But maybe it's like he's maybe he does. A, it seems like maybe he does a bunch of local Scottish Scottish bands. I know there was one band name that I should have written down just because I was like, okay, that's the most Scottish band name ever. I think you should look this up while we start talking about the third song. Actually, well, I, again, Miles, you've been. Yeah, you've been, and uh, uh, I just the same thing as you guys. I hate going last. Uh, <laughs> next uh, one. Okay, well, here, how about we'll you go, you go archaeologist right into song three, Dead Letter, then? <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, the left and right guitar, uh, guitar part's cool. Uh, drums are... I'm not even going to mention that the drums are sick, because they're sick in pretty much every song. Um, had, yeah, the drum solo at 227. Yeah, it's a good song. I really hate the, the belly of the yeah, world part. Yeah. It's kind of annoying, but other than that, it's, uh, it's a really good song. And uh, what about your thoughts on song three, Dead Letter and The Infinite Yes? A, Infinite Yes? I can't remember if it's A or D. The okay. Infinite Yes, I think. Yes, uh, Ampersand, The Infinite okay, Yes. thank you. <laughs> I think this is the coolest song lyrically. Uh, there's some cool lyrics like, um, our existence has serious side effects. This is just like another, you're going to find that they're like all about... This is like pretty heavy handed, like I don't like global warming. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's all a little about too that, heavy handed for me. And, and like my therapist said, we've evolved through a series of accidents. Or another line is, we're alone in this wilderness, left to choke on the pills and to feed on the viruses, which is kind of ironic. The time we're in. But really, really cool lyrics. Um, yeah, the, the lyrics throughout the album don't always pop out and stand out to me. I like they're interesting, but uh, th this song in particular, I really think is really cool lyrically. And yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the song. I think it's a good um, it's a good calm song after the first two were a little more upbeat. So I I really enjoy the thir this third song. Yeah, they go from these two like wall of sound kind of songs to this like really laid back uh, four five six four one. 
four chord loop song and it never varies it's just the same progression the whole time um i love the at the end those sound so good to me and i i also think the the lead guitar it's just i'm just such a sucker for like the single note delayed drenched lead guitar parts and this the one in the the chorus here is just really good i think yeah yeah i really like this song i think there's a well i know this happens a few times on the album but um the guitar parts are really well crafted and like often complement each other really well um this song though the the guitar and piano play off each other really well and uh like if the piano is a pretty uh i don't know i've i've i was listening to the piano because i've recently have run into situations where i'm mixing piano into a song and i don't really know how to treat it in the rock context and uh so these last two songs that we've or albums that we've done rather there's a lot of piano and like typically like this piano is like really compressed you don't hear uh like the attack if it's kind of squashed and gives it this like fat fatter i don't know fatter roomier sound and uh yeah when they have the guitar on one side and the piano on the other side it's sort of different it's it's a different approach than what they did in uh boxer where they had the piano recorded as a stereo piano and sort of like spread it out that way but uh it's definitely effective in this to completely take a break from this uh the scottish band that i was referring to uh, the name is the gilly flowers (laughs) so (laughs) as soon as i saw that there's also i just see glass vegas now too which is you know obviously a reference to glasgow uh scotland but anyways uh i really like this song i'm curious uh i i did not list like i didn't look up the lyrics but from what i gathered from what i heard um i kind of assumed the song and i could be totally off base here but was kind of commentary on like uh like mental health struggles and like getting medicated for those things so i was like i was completely caught off guard by your guys's comments about the global warming like when he's talking about uh I think it's about to therapy and I think it's just about the world going to shit and like how the sadness is overwhelming and how people yeah. are dealing with it, which pops up a lot throughout the whole album, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, sometimes I, I find like he's I don't know if this guy is religious at all, but like it seems like he's almost struggling between what is in the afterlife if if it is a religious thing or if we are just like evolved well that that and that becomes like the actual content of a song later in the album too right um this common theme on the album yeah i've i've kind of wondered the same thing it's like i i I can't tell if he's like really afraid of death or really interested in it like it it seems to be one or the other and there's there's other songs in their discography too it's not just this album or or this song where he's like he really talks about the natural world a lot and and even the the second the second album cover that i was mentioning it's like a showing the organs of a body he just seems yeah yeah, it's 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 hard to know if he like if he is like if he's mocking religion or if he's actually like questioning if there is a God sort of thing and, my, and, and like uh, in an internal struggle as to what. Yeah. My sense God. is that it would be an internal struggle and not yeah. a mocking. Um, yeah. I, 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 I do like the line. I think, I think, I think a little too often. Yeah. So I, like that too. Said, I think that's a cool line. I and, like, uh, uh, just on the line thing I meant to mention earlier, one of my favorite the belly lines. Of a whale. <laughs> no, no, not that, not that. Uh, when he's like, uh, they talk of chemical imbalances. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, I, I found most, I mean, I like the lyrics on most of this album. There's a couple songs, this being one of them where the lyrics jumped out at me more. And I felt uh, whether or not it's what the artist originally intended. Um, yeah, that's I guess that's the chemical imbalances could easily be some commentary yeah. on, on mental health rather than like the world, which is just my first assumption there. But that's yeah. totally right. Yeah. But sorry, I did cut you off there, Colin. Uh, why don't you continue? Uh, well, um, one interesting choice here is that um, in the, the last chorus, when they're kind of ending the song, he he goes back to a lower register for the, I think it's coming. Oh, and it comes so fast. And it's, it's an interesting choice that he like normally at the end of a song, you would 
you would have this soaring melody line, but instead he goes back to the lower register. I just, I thought that was interesting. There's also some, it's, it's pretty quiet, but um, I think it's him harmonizing himself. And it's, it's just kind of barely there, but uh, I really like it. It's a low harmony part and it sounds really good. Nice. Uh, that's all I got on this song though. I, I mean, it's uh, it, as far as a four chord song, we've talked quite a bit about it. So I think it's done its task there. Yeah, no, I, I, I like it though. All right, on to uh, the, is this the first single? Yeah, first single. First single on the album, Weighty Ghost. What do you think about it, Colin? This got like a lot, lot, lot of yeah, airplay on the radio. Gets a lot of um, and I've never understood why, really. I'd, so now we've gone from a four chord song. This is a two chord song the whole way and zero variation. So like, fine, whatever. It's it's not like you have to have a lot of chords to have a good song. No. Um, I just don't like much about the song at all i was i was really excited uh when i heard how many claps are on this album because i know how you feel (laughs) feel about claps on this song specifically well this song and there's another song later on uh well it's like some pretty prominent clapping okay point that out when it comes (laughs) okay i will i hope i made note about it but yeah like uh i kind of agree like i think this song I think, okay, the truth is, I think this is a great radio song, and I think um, if I wrote this song, I would be fucking stoked. (laughs) Um, But as someone who's, like, heard it on the radio a million times in an album that has, like, songs that I would argue are just as accessible to the public, but just, like, better songs... (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think it's a great radio song. It's a sing along thing. I do kind of like want more from it, but uh, I don't know. It is what it is. It does. They have a xylophone in yes, the outro. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I said first first xylophone in podcast history. So yeah, far. and it. You know what? It's uh, I don't know how familiar you guys are are with uh. Jane says by Jane's addiction. Yeah. But it reminds every time I get we I have these like weird auxiliary intru- instruments in rock songs that work really well. I think of Jane says because I don't know if you guys know, but in Jane says there's like a steel drum. Okay. And it's so next time you li- you hear that song on the radio or whatever, can't, just can't like listen. unhear it. Oh yeah, you can't unhear yeah. it, and like it kind of works. <laughs> And uh, I think the xylophone does actually work. It, yeah, really actually, well I, I, I don't like the song, but I do think the xylophone works. Um, also, like, so Lowell Campbell is now in his second song where he's like pretty much sitting on his hand. So he does this weird thing where like they, he's just like hitting the hi hat randomly at one point in the verse, and they like pan it from from me bumping the mic with my hand. They just they it it like pans these weird in the verse it's just like so out of place <laughs> i think it's really weird uh yeah miles do you like it this song perpetuates everything that i don't like <laughs> uh, oh the na na nas too yeah the why not yeah the na na nas at the end the clap track throughout the whole song and just the chanty background like almost choir like singing yeah it's a bit cheesy uh, okay yeah. <laughs> it, those are like three of my biggest pet peeves and they're all in the song i will say though i think i'm like i know my distaste for this song a lot of it comes from hearing it so much on the radio yeah but like, we've also done other like we're on episode seven like you've also heard rage songs a bunch and oh, like I, you're you're not, not i mean <laughs> every time a rage song comes on the radio i'm like fuck turn that shit up you know i'm like why is he talking about dying again like, <laughs> where is your body go have you seen i haven't seen your ghost stop asking me i feel like, this, like there is i can't uh so a good friend of mine um I know he's talked to me about this song and I think there is, I should have dove into the lyrics because I think there is a good, there's some lyrical content in this song, but, uh, I've never found the lyrics to be particularly, um, 
yeah, irritating like Miles does. He repeats, like, where's my ghost? Like oh, a yes. million that's, times. That's a pop, you know, that's the thing. That's what makes it, that's what makes you never forget it, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> the, the only line of life, the chorus, right? pretty much. All right. All right I think yeah. we can probably move on. Yeah, from, like, like an LF for least favorite. Yeah, yeah and it is also my least favorite. The thing is, yeah, okay, well, I'm not going to say anymore, but I think it is successful for what it does. Like, it does what it does. I know, but like, I, it's, it's, um, it's frustrating, A, because, uh, and, and this has actually come up through this podcast as well. Um, I mentioned, like, in the Pinback episode where, where Fortress is, like, if you know one song by Pinback, it's going to be that song. And, like, it, it's not my favorite, not but, like, favorite. I like it. It's, it's a good not song, a good so I don't, like, no, it's, like, it's fi- I'm fine that, like, the song kind of transcends the band. Uh, I kind of think this song is, like, like, I bet there's people that would consider them a one-hit wonder. And um, no, they got that just America the, song just, that's even bigger than this one. Yeah, I don't like that one either. <laughs> uh, but it just, I, I just, um, it's just kind of frustrating that like this is what they are oh. gonna ultimately be known for when this album yeah. has so many cool songs that are nothing like it's, it's just not even their style. Yeah, I would and love it's like, to it's get not them, like any of the other uh, songs the, on their the album. input on that. Like, I mean, yeah, I would too. It would be cool if we had a, you know, <laughs> if we had like, that yeah. on this podcast. Yeah, but like, ask so I wonder because I know, th- I know there are bands that are like, their hit songs. They just like, like fuck me. Like why, you know, like they just get tired of playing it. And so I'm curious, especially on this album. To me, it is a very accessible album, and uh, they could have easily picked. It's just like this. This song is so different than the rest of the album. Like yeah, you're leading people too. to come listen to an album that is nothing like what. This I mean, and yes like, and no. Well, I no, mean, but like I, I'm totally with Miles because, um, like, like Dead Letter, for example, we're all just very complimentary of like, oh, that can easily be played on the radio oh, successfully, yeah. right? And and but that's like still fits the like what this album is. I find whereas, yeah, yeah let's let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Even archaeologists. It should have been, been the, it, what ridiculous. this should have been the hit murder. <laughs> yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely not a uh, a radio song. But I think um, it serves a really good purpose in the album. Totally. Um, first of all, uh, it's not weighty ghost anymore. <laughs> but um, I I think it's really cool how the songs like kind of split into two halves, right? Yeah. And um, they have similar lyrics, but they're like approached in a different way. And that's that's not something I've I've really come across before. And I I think that's really cool. Um, the drums are really really weird. They're like, what is going on with the drum? There's, I think, two different drum parts. Like the left ear is just a regular drum part, and the right one is like. A little bit offbeat and sounds like it's got some decay or echo or something on it and it's 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 really I, strange. I'm pretty sure it's just like echoing the yeah, it might be the echo of the, the left drum the part left too. Ear. It's yeah. it's it's really strange. Uh there's like a couple missing beats every once in a while in this weird kind of intro part where it's like four 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 two four four four. I think that's cool to kind of propel it, but um I'm not, I'm not putting the song on outside the album, but it's. I think it really gets us back into this like outer spacey kind of vibe, and and I think the second half is actually quite beautiful. I think I I I totally agree that this song serves a important purpose on the album, and so this song, "Drunk on Aluminum," and the last song on the album, I think, are all sort of like really cool jam songs, yeah. and. I think like one so like the structure do you mean because this song has like two kind of jams right it's got this like weird instrumental jam at the start I just I just mean like it sounds like a jam like even the lyrics I don't know if it was this one actually but like it to me I could like I think this is the type of song that like I would be pretty down if they played this live oh yeah. yeah but like it, yeah, like what, like what you said. I'm probably not gonna like put it on. Like, oh, I really want to hear a murderer right now. But like, I do think it's really cool when they. The structure is kind of interesting in and of itself, as we've already talked about. It kind of does like a. I actually I do have to correct that. I said there's lyrics in the first half. There isn't. I don't know why I thought. No, there only were. In the, yeah. only in the second half. Yeah. But like, yeah, they don't. It's halfway through the song. Lyrics come in, um, and like it's. I mean, I guess you could say it's like an a. Be a kind of structure, but and then it goes to like an entirely different thing in the second half, yeah. and like 
yeah, I don't know. It's it's a bit weird, but I, I dig it. And one thing I like is when it comes back to the sort of first A section, the uh, second time in the first half of the song, uh, the bass, like, there's a pretty dramatic shift in the bass sound. It's like either, it might just be that it's significantly louder, but uh, yeah, I encourage listeners to listen to that next time they're listening to this song because it really... Uh, while catches your attention. While we're on the topic of the bass, I, I um I really really like this bassist actually. Um he's he's very good at serving the song. He's sometimes he's playing some melodic lines, but he'll he'll just go down and play punchy eighth notes like in this yeah. song or yeah. Yeah, I, I really uh, there's quite a few bass lines I quite like on this album. And uh the drum and bass together are locked in throughout the album. Yeah. I think um the second half of the song too is, is one of the best kind of drops that they have for lack of a better term where it just gets this really energetic portion of the song going right into the outro name it's like murderer like (laughs) the the last riff that's just so heavy i just picture a murderer what like (laughs) the the really like fast picked stuff yeah yeah yeah. and just like the crazy wah distorted yeah um yeah i I wasn't a huge fan of the first half of the song and honestly for so long because i have this cd in my car i would skip this song because i just hated the first riff yeah, so much I, I didn't even realize that the second half of the song existed until uh we, it's, it's like a it's really good yeah it, 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 it is really good uh yeah so, so i just uh, i i think that um it's cool to have a little bit of a jammy interlude in dead in the dead middle of the album and it, it kind of breaks it apart a, a bit especially after that <laughs> pop song Wady Ghost and kind of reminds you of what this band is more. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm wondering if that was like very intentional to I go bet you from it was. like I honestly bet you, I <laughs> the think this poppiest album, song to like the least poppy song. I think this album is sequenced incredibly well. Yeah. Well I'm happy Miles, do you have anything more to say or uh, do you want to take us into a search party? Yes. Uh, next song search party. Thank you, Miles. Um, that's my favorite song on the albums. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I'm talking about it. I'm, no, I'm, I, uh, I uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is my favorite song on the album. Uh, like I've mentioned throughout that I think this album makes, makes it sound like it's in space. And like the, before the instruments even start, there's like this running water sound and these like little sonar sounding pings. And they're just like, they set the mood for the song so so well. Especially since the song is called Search Party. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then, and then we have like the most minimal guitar you could ever have is the basis of a song. And like Lowell pulls out this like amazing drum line, which is nothing like I've heard and just propels the song so well like this song is the drum beat pretty much and then i I, like i love i love the lyrics here he he keeps asking questions and um against it it seems a very apathetic song lyrically which is uh, i'm always down with an apathetic song so I'm, i'm happy about that uh Specifically, I like the the line. It's later on in the song. I used to dream about saving the world. Now I just dream about the holidays. I think yeah, that's, that's very, very, very that's, relatable. Yeah, it's very poignant for sure. Um, there's a lot of decay on the vocals throughout on this song specifically that I think sounds really, really good. Yeah, the delay, like the space that they leave in the song really allows for the processing and the reverb and delay on the vocals to like come through and you're just like, you know, uh, that's, I I mean, I could honestly talk about the song. I'll just let you guys go and, and I may bring up some more stuff, but this is, this is one of my favorite songs. Yeah. I was just going to echo that. This is just such a, a drum driven song, but like in a, in like Such a, a, a nice way. soft yeah a held back way almost like, i mean like i shouldn't say held back because he's still ripping but like just uh really it just fits the song so perfectly and yeah i like i like how they like you said there's a lot of space for the lyrics to breathe even behind this kind of uh a little bit of a busy but soft uh drum beat i think it's just a really cool song this was also my favorite song so wow. we lined up on the favorite nice, song yeah. and least favorite song. I'm surprised by that. I do like this song, but uh, I wouldn't say it was close to my favorite at all. I do like, for the first chorus, the guitar processing there is really cool. 
Yeah, like I also found like the sound effects in the second verse. Like this is a common thing, not, I mean, just in music in general, I think it's a great way to keep a song engaging. It's like you have your second verse come and it's more or less the same, but then you add in some element that like, it's just subtle. And like, yeah, again, that I think that piano note. Yeah, the piano note, the single piano note, the whole song, right? Yeah, the yeah. Miles Common. It's sort of like a beacon in this search party. It's really cool. Again, oh, it's like, like the the signal. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's sort of what like you know Miles alluded to that, and that's sort of the vibe I got too. But yeah, I think it's a really cool song, and like again, the vocals, the vocal processing and the vocal performance are on point throughout this, and there's like really cool doubling. Yeah, uh, near really. The yeah. end and like. Yeah, great use of space and atmosphere, and I guess that's pretty much all I have to say about the song. I, I love the no way, no way, no way part, and um, there's also uh, just the, the guitar part uh, at the end of the song, um, and it's like bringing back the vocal melody from way earlier in the song, and yeah, just little stuff like that all throughout the song. I think it's 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 definitely my favorite song on the album. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, on to astronauts. Yeah. This is so. This is uh, Miles is alluding to like the battle of religion against um, science. science, I guess. Earlier, this this song lyrically is seeming. I, I quite like the lyrics of the song, where it's it seems to be about like the disbelief in religion. It's like the um, like a preacher says to an astronaut, like almost like, like, what did you find out there? What was it like? Like, did like, are you are you still feeling this way after seeing this beauty out in the outer space? I, I think it's a cool concept for a song. Um, this is probably the most straightforward song. It's like kind of open chordy. Um, I think it's a good short song. I was surprised this wasn't a single, actually. Yeah, yeah, this could be a single yeah. for sure. Yeah, I I feel like it could be a single, and it would be more representative of what you're getting into if you were to buy this album. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like in the second chorus, or at the end of the second chorus, when they have the guitar lead on the left side, and then I think it's just like guitar chords sort of going down on the right or on the right-hand side. Bass line in the chorus on this line is also just like... It's fucking a ripper. Yeah, like if you listen is. to what the guy is doing, it's just like, and it, it's, it's like it's. But it's okay. tasteful too. Oh, it's super yeah. tasteful. Like, it's not to me, like one of the best, the best bass lines are often the bass lines that like you almost don't even notice that they're like giving it such groove and like. And then when you do notice, you're like, oh damn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, oh yeah. But it's like, not. That's... It's not getting in the way of the song. So. No, yeah, it's not getting in the way of the song, and it really adds. He also does a few uh, harmonies in the second verse. That's like, uh, he's like, open up uh, your body and stuff you like, and he chooses these lines to harm harmonize on, just faintly that really make them like jump they out pop, a little it, bit. Yeah, more. it's not yeah. like like it can you can when songwriting be like, hey, once the harmonies start, we have to like keep doing it now kind of thing. But it's just like random lines, yeah. but it it yeah. somehow works. Yeah, the one that jumps out to me is the. Do you really think that you're one of them? <laughs> which is also yeah. harmonized on in, in the second verse in a similar way. I, yeah, I, I think the harmony is really cool. <laughs> it is. It's it short around, too, man. It's like, yeah. right to the point, yeah. and it's good. And I, I, didn't it's only, album, yeah, I didn't realize there's only two minutes yeah. and 15 seconds. But yeah. First yeah, verse, chorus, right. first chorus solo, and let's go. Yeah, felt right. Uh, all right, on to Oblivion. Uh, what do you think of this one, Colin? The second single, and um, this was also really heavily played on the radio, actually. I, I remember hearing this a lot. Um, I did mention that the album was sequenced well, although I think this is kind of similar to Astronaut, and um, maybe they shouldn't be next to each other. That's what I thought, too. Um, this guitar line that drives the song is playing for about 75% of the song and like, I don't even like it that much. I don't know why they think that this is so necessary to have going the entire time and like, oh, the chorus comes, let's just slide it up an octave and keep doing the same thing. It's just not that interesting to me. I mean, uh, it's an earworm, I think, is the idea, especially with like a hit like this. I think it's like you have something that plays throughout the song. It's it gets that's like part of what makes you know 
it's like it makes like an it's it kind of it keeps it keeps giving you that spacey vibe too if any yeah like it's it's definitely a, it, it's just an okay song yeah, for me I, I, i'm i'm surprised this is a single i i mean i actually i think it's a good choice for a single i think it's better representative than weighty i think astronaut's just like a better version of this yeah like i'm kind of the same way really yeah. i I quite like Oblivion, and I think it's a good choice as a single. Because I think the cor- it's very sing-alongy. Like, the chorus is super catchy. I think the start of the song is really cool, where they have... It's really unusual to have drums panned. Just come in the left. Yeah, yeah and it's like left, drums on the left. Comes together. Exactly, yeah. Drums on the left, guitar on the right, and then it just, like... And that kind of sucks the listener in. There's really weird synth in the song, too, which is yeah. in the second verse. It's, like, very 80s-sounding, and it kind of comes out of nowhere. But It's, it's like weird it's, digital sounds. Yeah. It goes back to, like, what we that were talking porno about. Synth. <laughs> like, adding in these little, like, uh, like spices yeah. Yeah. keep like, the listener interested. And, like, again, like, this time they come back to the chorus the second time they have this like effect where like it's like a megaphone delay yeah that's really cool and it's only the second chorus which gives it like the second chorus makes it more and like i kind of actually think i like this song better than astronaut um personally and i think it is like a great single yeah yeah, fair enough. You're, I, I don't you're winning me like on, maybe, maybe um, this was heavily played, which might be why. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think that does play. And a, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I, I like this song. It's just I prefer Astronaut, but I, I do see what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah, I was I was just gonna comment on the uh, the same drum thing. I think that's I don't think I've ever heard that. Just starting drums in the left lefty here and then all coming together yeah it's effective though yeah but yeah and they're also just just another song about them questioning the universe and, st- <laughs> and stuff uh but yeah it's another quick one but I, I i enjoy it yeah i do enjoy it i i should probably make that clear um because i uh, i really want to talk about this song because i think this is such a cool song this is my favorite song. yeah this is such a cool song so close to his favorite song come yeah it, it comes in with this lo-fi intro the, the vocals just like randomly change into a different treatment but like it's still just this guitar and then there is some uh, organ as well, I believe, in the right ear, actually. But um, I, I just love the lyrics and vocal delivery on this song where he's just kind of like um, ranting almost. And, and like, it's, it's almost like he's manic. And then, but he'll just mix in um, melodic lines throughout that. So he'll just be kind of talking and then an oxygen mask. And then he just like goes back to like ranting again. I think it's so cool. Um we get the huge drop and then just like the coolest outro where they just keep speeding up and speeding up. And like for Lowell, the drummer and Judd, the bassist to be able to pull that off is it's so cool. Um, uh, there's so many lines that I like in this song. Definitely my favorite lyrical song. Uh, but, but one is, uh, where he says, uh, firm lick from a familiar touch it's not one you love but it's familiar enough i think that's yeah. a I really like that line yeah this is my favorite song in general and lyrically i think the opening line is so poignant and i think in a past po- episode i've talked about like the importance of opening lines or like at least in my opinion and like yeah i think one like he's like i think one day laser beams will clear our, like uh, cure our sight or something and it's like that is like I mean yeah, I'm sure I even think when it was already yeah. it was hard but it's like <laughs> yeah. totally yeah, but yeah. I mean it's the f- the way he's the prophet <laughs> yeah, no like the way stating it that way it's like like I mean it doesn't make like laser eye surgery sound it's very normalized mm-hmm. yeah. but he like states it in this yeah. way where it is it's fucking weird yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like okay like can we all just take a minute. And just appreciate that, like, yeah. we're fucking curing our eyes with lasers. Yeah. Like, that's some And I like how it says laser beam, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just makes it yeah. that much more, like, visual. And then, again, like, with the vocals at the beginning, it's actually, I love the way he brings in the fucking vocal doubles. It's so cool. And I think there's actually maybe three layers of vocals, but it just, like, gradually rides up these other vocal layers until, like, eventually... Yeah. Cool yeah, it's just like another guy came in and started like from a different part in the room yeah, and started totally. like overtaking it. Yeah. yeah, it's so cool. I haven't heard that before, and like yeah, I was super effective. Um, 
And yeah, then it eventually just builds up to this super epic song. Like, the backups are sick. The guitars explode. Um, yeah, I, this is my, like I said, this is my favorite song. I absolutely yeah. love it. I just can't say enough about the speed up, too. The speed up is so yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, just to go back to that, that uh, vo- little vocal trick that they do, like, I like how they have this weird, this cool effect on the vocal line, and then about 30 seconds in it's like a clean a clean there's like no effect on it and the clean one like slowly gets louder than the affected one and overtakes it and that's what they continue on with but like yeah like you're saying i've never heard anything like that and i think without the effects on the the initial vocal lines i don't think it has nearly the same power or noticeability as if you were to do that otherwise but yeah i thought that was a super cool way of doing it It's pretty hard not to turn it up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I can just pictures like I have seen them live. I but again, I was pretty sauced. I don't know if they didn't play this. No, I I, trust me. Yeah, yeah. I would be bummed if if I went to see them live. And I, I mean, if it's I guess recently, like this is a relatively old album for them now. I wouldn't like expect it, but I'd be fucking stoked if I saw them live and they busted this out. I I do have one. The one thing in my notes that I, I kind of remember and I kind of I, I am agreeing with myself in my past notes, but <laughs> there is a little bit too much like soundscapiness for me within the jam. Like it just kind of all meshes together. I mean, it was probably intentional, but it's a bit much for me. Uh, yeah. you, you can't really tell some things apart because like everything has a little bit too much sustain and stuff, but. Yeah, I could definitely see that as a complaint. Yeah, I do like it. I I totally agree that that's it gets almost like shoegazy at yeah. a certain point there near the end. Um, I like it, and I think it like kind of works with the I guess it where it builds way. from. Yeah, and it's the like thematic or... with like the album and like laser beams and stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Anyways, personal preference, not big on it, but totally. Yeah, I did. I think every song that's come up in the podcast that started off with like a lo-fi intro like that, I've liked. So like I, that just needs to be a thing on more songs because it just makes for a good song. Uh, I do like the. Oh yeah, yeah. I I forgot about I just, that, uh, but yeah, I do I really like that as how well. I, how I had notated that in my notes is I saw and had to recreate it. After yeah, it. and it's like faded in too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's take it to the uh, closing song on this album. Miasmal Smoke and the Yellow-Bellied Freaks. What a title there. What a name. I do I do think this is a great closer, but somebody else can uh, start off with the comments, their comments. Well, it's funny because like, this is like this <laughs> Thanks for telling heavily us. <laughs> epic, like this is a hugely epic eight-minute something song. Like th- this is definitely where the post-rock comparisons would come in with with this song the kick drum is like kind of clipping I in the hate, intro I oh, the hate, drums are super fucked dude, yeah that's in my notes I, I, was, I hate the punchiness of the the kick and the snare they're not the whole way through no, though I, it's I, yeah and like it's there's been such like why is it it, it am i wrong is it not clipping yeah. no it is no, it's, it's totally distorting is. yeah it's, I, I think, think it's analog clipping it, i think they're doing it on purpose well, I'm sure they make, are because, like, I've been yeah, very complimentary yeah. throughout. I doubt that they just, like, messed up setting up the mic. No, just but like, I, oh, what do we do now? <laughs> no, but I think it's because when it does come together, it's like this big explosiveness with the clean drums and it sounds co- super cool. But I don't think you need to do that because you bring in s- these other epic instrumentations. Yeah. That, like, it's clear that it's a big epic part. Like, you don't have to make these, like, like really fuzzy drums at the start yeah. to, to make to make the listeners know that there's like a this big epic part because i i just don't think it was necessary and i it just sounds I don't... it sounds really bad in, in the truck when i listen to it it's, <laughs> oh, it's I, so bad i i <laughs> can't imagine blown, blown speakers pretty much they probably I... are a bit blown too so it's probably double double down i was really looking for like some insight into the recording on this album and i didn't turn anything up and i what i was hoping when i heard this is like 
that this was something they played as the engineer was like setting things up and so he like didn't have level <laughs> yeah. set and so it was just like and then they were just like oh it's fucking sick yeah. let's just fucking use just it and make it work taking inspiration from creme brulee by sonic youth yeah <laughs> but uh i feel like no it was an artistic decision they made i i'm glad that I do. I think it's great when people try things that are experimental and different. And like, yeah, I guess I'm glad that you guys were also like, didn't really think it worked in some ways. Cause I was like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Cause yeah, like I, I was like, oh, the first time I heard it, I was like, maybe I'll, it'll grow on me or like, I'll get used to it. But like every time I'm just like, oh no, like, it doesn't need to be yeah. like that. Like you can still do this effect of like having it clean up, but just not be that drastic, right? Yeah, that's true. But, okay, so okay, so we so okay, we all we all don't like the drums at the start. Um, there's eight minutes of song here though, <laughs> yeah, and and like the most like the most most of the song I think is like so perfect as an album closer. It's yeah. like we've we've said a, a few songs have epic parts. Like this is uh, this has to be the most epic song on no, the album. This is yeah. this song is a fucking journey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It totally is. Yeah. Uh, and like, you, yeah, you don't even get vocals until like halfway through. Yeah. It's just yeah. the slow burn to rising up to the eventual. Well, there's burst. no, there's no like typical song structure even. It's just like a, <laughs> yeah. th- a through song. Can, can you go song. through this like A, B, C, B, A, D? Like, yeah, there's no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, when it picks up and and they do their big jammy wall of sound kind of thing, and it's it's just such a perfect way to end the album. Totally. Um, that being said, like I don't have um, many points throughout the song where like I want to highlight them other than the clipping yeah. drum. Uh, <laughs> it, but I really like it. It's just it's just such a. You're right. It's just a journey. That's the best way to put it. And yeah. and uh, it's yeah, it's. Uh, I really like it as an album closer. I, I found it hard to like almost take notes because it was just like you just, get lost in yeah, the song listen, and there was yeah, <laughs> there's so much there was so many different parts and stuff like that uh he does mention <laughs> does mention god and science again <laughs> he says go back to sleep you yelly be- yellow bellied freaks afraid of god and science so <laughs> it's another uh yeah going back to that uh also yeah <laughs> the punchy bass and snare lasted two minutes and 25 seconds oh, that's <laughs> cool. like that's a lot that's over a quarter of the song yeah. that. but no i think this song is great closer it's epic um yeah perfect perfect finisher to uh kind of end this uh, really good album in my opinion what about you chef yeah i mean it's interesting i have the same like I really tried, I listened to this song multiple times and like tried to break down the structure and like, and like, it's, uh, I, I really like it. And I think when the vocals finally come in, it's like a really, it's, it's exactly what it needs. And like, yeah, I think the best way I can describe it is like, it's, it's quite a journey and uh, it's a fantastic closer to the album. There's yeah. good f bomb drop in this song too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You're <laughs> fucking yeah. yeah. Better better uh better get that explicit tag on the podcast. That's, that's no. right. Oh, it's been on there from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So it sounds like um me and Miles have like near identical thoughts on almost the entire album of like song preferences and in general we like Trevor you've wavered a bit but um all of us really like it it sounds like oh i love i love the album it's the first couple times i listened to it for some reason i thought it was a lot more down tempo than it is um but you know like it goes it goes at a a few times the guys with the what's his name paul murphy with paul murphy's voice like i think yeah he does have a bit of a downer bummer voice which i i really like it yeah but i think i think sometimes you forget like how many up-tempo and heavier songs there are just because he does have a little a little bit of a downer voice and and they do pull off the soft songs so well that sometimes you forget yeah how many hard bumping songs there are 
Which they probably is more hard bumping songs than soft songs on this album. Yeah, well, that's what I I, I had not really realized um, before I went to like critically take notes for this. Um, a that like three quarters of the songs have these like really energetic bridges where it's like very jammy. I I, I had never really realized that, and uh, I also hadn't realized how much is really going on production wise as far as layers to each song. And then, and I'm kind of glad I listened to it under this light because an album that I've listened to like maybe more than any other album in my life, it's, it's certainly up there for me. And, um, I just found more things to love about it. Um, I guess there are, so we, we, we have made a production choice to not discuss b-sides but this album does have two b-sides and i also think they're really good so if anyone's a fan of this album they are uh, they're called uh, one is called the kids are ultra violent and the other one is called early in the morning uh i i prefer early in the morning myself but i, I think both are excellent and um i guess like I'm, I'm surprised they didn't find their way onto the album maybe um we did talk about how the album flows pretty well and maybe it was just um more of a we don't know how to fit this in yeah yeah they wouldn't do that man that's what makes them all their money but yeah (laughs) so awesome album um check out those b-sides check out uh faithful guide and dance macabre from the previous album and check out a mausoleum from mausoleum sorry from uh the fourth album is also just a banger sorry did you just pronounce mausoleum as mausoleum yeah i said it incorrectly (laughs) and then corrected myself just wanted to make sure that's what happened um all right well i think that's it we got uh dilly dally's album soar coming up it's a another east coast canadian band and a great follow-up to sonic youth dirty stay tuned for the next episode of the second listen the second listen